0: Welcome to Inspired by Faith, the program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. This is a show to help you be inspired by our Catholic faith, live out the gospel message, and deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm Michelle Fanley, and I'm joined each program in the studio with my dear friend, Emily Jaminette. We hope the show provides an uplifting 30 minutes to help refresh your soul and strengthen your faith. As it was born out of our friendship, we hope it encourages you to deepen and develop spiritual friendships with your sisters in Christ. So hello, Emily. Hello, Michelle. Another
1: wonderful day that we get to come together and record this podcast. I'm super excited. I know.
0: It's always so exciting every time and we meet such awesome friends, new friends, old friends, bring them on the show and um, get to introduce them to the greater Columbus area. Yep. And the topics we cover
1: are just really important, uh, especially for us as Catholic women. So I'm
0: I'm extra interested in today's topic. Yes, absolutely. So we're going to be talking about healing and intimacy with Jesus with our guest Heather Kim. And Heather is from the Abiding Together podcast. So if you are a regular listener of uh, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, you may be listening to them on drive time in the morning, the part of the podcast, or you can download it. I know I like to get my little notification from iTunes or the email that the latest Abiding Together podcast with our one of our favorite Catholic Women's Conference speakers, Sister Miriam Jane. James um, is, is also on that podcast. And it is an amazing um, podcast for both men and women.
1: It really is. And, you know, talking about this idea of healing is really important because sometimes it's it's nice to look back and see, wow, I was really suffering back there. That's why I was extra sensitive to that area. So we all can, um, you know, be given the gift of healing and improvement. And it's, it's an opportunity to really discover the intimacy with Jesus. So I can't wait to dive deeper in this.
0: Yeah. So let's, um, we're going to welcome here, Heather Kim. Heather is the co-host of the internationally popular Abiding Together podcast. She and her husband Jake are the co-founders of Life Restoration Ministries, where she serves as the director of vision and ministry of the B- British Columbia-based apostolate. She also serves as the director of the Celtic Cross Foundation. Heather has more than 25 years experience as a speaker and retreat leader who offers workshops and conferences in the United States and Canada. She attended Franciscan University of Steubenville studying theology and catechetics. Heather is a passionate, is passionate about evangelization, discipleship, and creating an environment that leads people to a personal encounter with God. She works with and volunteers in a number of capacities for the Archdiocese of Vancouver and is, has served on the Archbishop archbishop's pastoral council for six years. She lives with her husband and three children in British Columbia, Canada. So we welcome Heather today to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's so good to be with you. It is great to have you on. And I forgot to mention, we're also going to discuss her book, which is Abide, A Pathway to Transformative Healing and Intimacy with Jesus. So Heather, I gave our you know your your you know real bio to our listeners, but can you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and your faith journey? Yeah, you know I grew up in a Catholic
2: home and just pretty pretty normal. You know went to church on Sunday, got the sacraments along the way. Kind of youth group, you know, I wasn't like too involved. I was a pretty shy kid. Um, but to be honest with you, when I was younger, it was just like pretty boring my experience of faith. It was, it was like God was very distant. Um, And in the midst of my own struggles that happened along the way as a child, you know, I just felt like God was far away. They didn't really care about me. But I went to a youth conference when I was in the ninth grade, and I had such a powerful encounter with God just sitting in a room full of teenagers. It was so unexpected, and I just had this deep encounter with the love of God, and I knew that that he was close but he actually wasn't far away. And um and that changed radically changed the course of my life. So although I kind of went back and forth, you know, and struggled and you know, fell and got back on my feet again, uh yeah, I've just been journeying trying to get closer to the Lord for a long long time and growing in an intimacy with him.
1: Well, thank you for sharing that um, little overview with our listeners because I think for a lot of us we might have that encounter and then we we fall and we realize we you know that Jesus wants us to get back up again so I really love how you commented that it's not always roses after our conversion and and yet you can still recall that moment what took place in ninth grade and um I that bet Michelle would agree I've had moments where I hold those deep in my heart and a lot of times I don't even realize how significant they are until the older I get and the more
0: that I cherish on them. Yeah, that 2020 hindsight, you see those beautiful moments in your life and see how you kind of took a turn in the road and sometimes, right, you you went the wrong way for a little bit, but you always came back. And that's part of um, what your book is talking about, Heather, is this healing, these healing moments um, in our lives. Um, Your book is, again, Abide, A Pathway to Transformative Healing and Intimacy with Jesus. So, Tell us why? Why did you want to write this book, and um, what are listeners gonna, our readers going to find inside its pages? Yeah, I mean, growing
2: closer to Jesus isn't that what it's all about? I mean, when we boil it right down, like, don't we all want to be have an intimate relationship with the One who made us, the Creator of the entire universe, that is inviting us into a relationship with Him, not just for a moment, but for all eternity. Um, that we would dwell in a relationship of love and be completely fulfilled. It seems so hard, you know, to grasp even in our minds because we don't experience things like that on earth. You know, things happen and people fail us. Um, <clears throat> but to come into a relationship with He who will never fail us is something that I think we all long for. And no matter how long we've been going to church or whatever our experiences might be on the spiritual level, I think that for many of us, there are still significant stumbling blocks between us and Jesus. And so this book is really kind of a pathway to, like, how do we address some of those stumbling blocks and begin
0: to move through them so that our intimacy intensifies with Christ. Yeah, and now you shared a lot of really personal stories in Abide um, about healing of your father, healing of yourself. Um, Would you share one of, I don't know, maybe your favorite healing story with our listeners?
2: Well, I think probably the most dramatic one um, was with my dad. I was probably like a junior or senior in high school, and he was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's large-cell lymphoma. <clears throat> and it was very, very scary for our family. He was in advanced stages. He was in stage four uh, when he found out. And so he was just rapidly declining. And those are the moments, you know, where the rubber meets the road. It's like, <laughs> well, this is completely out of our hands, and I think we've all been there, and I share various stories like that, different different genres of stories, but throughout the book where, yeah, when we feel like we've come to the end of ourselves and we don't have any other option, we are faced with this question, you know, is God really who He says He is? Because that's what I need. I need a Savior. I need one who can change all the horrible things and turn them into something beautiful. And so, you know, as a young person, my whole family, we're coming before God and we're praying and praying, and it just seemed like our our prayers were futile, and and the cancer was spreading all throughout my dad's body, it was in his bone marrow and his bloodstream, it was, you know, huge tumors all throughout his body, and they basically said, you know, your chances of survival are like 2%, and you'll probably die in the next couple of months, and you need to get your affairs in order. And so we were faced with all of this, and I remember praying so hard. And, and uh, I went to World Youth Day around that time down in Denver, and Pope John Paul II was there. And I remember while I was there at the Mass, I just remember bringing this intention before God and just feeling this overwhelming peace. And Jesus just saying to me, Heather, I've got you. No matter what happens, I am with you, and I will be the one that is going to be holding you. Um, through all of this. And so I kind of came back home with this, like, deep sense of peace that that God's will, whatever it would be, would be done, and I would be okay. So my dad was laying in the cancer clinic one night, and he had a little New Testament Bible beside his bed, and he picked it up, and he read the story about the healing of the leper, and he just put it down on his chest and he just asked God, you know, if it be your will, Jesus, I ask you to heal me and take away this cancer and replace it with a spirit of good health. And he had this overwhelming (laughs) experience of, like, Power, incredible power just rushing through his eye sockets and through his whole body. And My dad's a very logical guy, so none of this made any sense when he was telling us this story because it's just not the kind of guy that he is. And um he actually had never prayed for himself before. This was the first time that he had asked God for anything. and um and he just had, yeah, this overwhelming like power rushing through his body and the next morning. When he went in to get, get his test done, they were going to look at this new clump of tumors in his abdomen. And he went in, and the doctor came back and said, Mr. McGuire, that was a very boring three hours because there's nothing there. And all of the tumors in his body had been healed, and he has just miraculously healed. The, t- the hand of God healed him, and he's still alive and well. Today he lives the next door to me. So praise God. It's one of the amazing stories. And and I share that story not just to like share the goodness of God, but also to say like Jesus is alive and well. He didn't just perform miracles two thousand years ago. He wants to do those things right now in our lives, in the little things and in the big things.
1: Amen. That's an amazing story. Oh my goodness. And to think that it came from reading the gospel, you know, rooted in prayer. I, I thank you so much for sharing that with our listeners. And and maybe even, you know, touch a little bit about when you don't get the physical healing, you know, what what about the heart? What, what's what's the relationship between healing and our heart?
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, I know that some people are listening right now and, and thinking, well, that wasn't my experience. I prayed for healing, or I prayed for someone and that didn't happen. God didn't come through. And I've had those experiences, too, where I've prayed for something specific and it didn't go my way. and And I've wrestled with that, as we all do, and the place that I've come to is that, we have to begin to trust that God is good. He is good at His very core. He is goodness itself, and He is truth, and He is the author of life. He's not the author of death. That any suffering and death that we experience on this side of heaven is a result of the fall and the enemy and sin and the broken world that we live in. But God wants to be with us in the midst of our suffering. You know, there there is a beauty to suffering that in our faith that's one of the treasures of the catholic church is that we can come to an understanding that our suffering can have deep and powerful meaning and impact and so the process of inviting jesus into those places where we are struggling where we feel the darkness has crept in and to have him shine his light because he's the light of the world and to just say no i'm going to claim the truth of christ here that the that the light is stronger than the darkness, and and Scripture says that you know that Jesus is the light of the world, and the darkness will not overcome the light. And so, to be able to incorporate those truths in very practical ways into our daily life, that's something that in the book I'm trying to offer to people. So it's not really a, a once re- a one time read; it's something that you can go back to and use kind of as a manual to navigate through your past um, and current situations.
0: And you talk a lot about interior healing in, in the book, and can you just maybe explain a little bit to the listeners if they're not familiar with, you know, how do you even start if you have these these wounded areas in your life, or how do you even recognize them, and and how do you start this healing process?
2: Yeah, I think for many of us, you know, we can kind of get the idea, or maybe we've heard it, or maybe we've believed it, that it's like, you know, the past is the past. we just got to get over it. Uh, but the truth is, we don't get, just get over it. It's too hard. You know, it's too difficult. Pains, especially from our childhood, they've impacted us in a certain way. It's usually very deeply. And even though as an adult, we might be able to look back and go, well, I understand now what was happening, but at the time we didn't. These are little fragile hearts, and I've come to a deeper understanding of this. As I'm a mother now, and I navigate, you know, my my children's hearts, and I realize how impactful certain situations are when their hearts are still developing. <clears throat> and so... To be able to practically go back into those memories and to even assess our, our growing up, like, what are the messages that I received through, through my life, the good ones and the bad ones? Um, and what truth does Jesus want to bring into that? So there's some really practical, like, um, guides and, and little things at the end of each chapter that can help people kind of, like, understand their own story in the context of the larger story of salvation. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and have it to the full. And I think for many of us, we're not experiencing the fullness that Jesus has for us and that he wants to offer us right now here and where we are right now today. And so to be able to, like, start the process of that is is really surrendering to his goodness and the gospel that, no, we're not made to just suffer and white-knuckle our way through life, but we're called to live the full life. And that Jesus wants to come into our pain and bring healing there. This is the whole story of Easter. The message of Easter is that death has been overcome and there's nothing too big for him that he
0: can't change. Amen. So beautiful. Well, one of the things we, um, when Emily and I were um, thinking of questions to talk to you about today, we saw some really nice quotes um, that they had put up on your Amazon page. And I thought they were really amazing that we could go through. If you could maybe unpack them a little bit. And the first one is being healed and getting over it is not the same thing.
2: Yeah, that's right. This isn't just a story that we tell ourselves. The gospel is the most true thing that exists in this world god is a healer he has power over things that we cannot change and so yeah just like i said you know sometimes we've heard the message i just got to get over it being healed means that there's a restoration that's occurred that what was broken has been restored into something new even its previous original glory maybe even better than its original glory and that's what God wants to do. He doesn't just want us to get over it or tell ourselves something nice so that we can just sort of like shove it down further into the bottom of our heart and not look at it. He wants us to be really, really
1: free. Thank you for sharing that. You know, another one of your truth bombs was that, you know, we all need Jesus and he is powerful enough to heal anything and everything. And, you know, a lot of times we we don't think Jesus can enter into the big things, right, or even mm-hmm. the little things. So if you could comment a few words on that as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that we often will minimize the power of God because we're looking at it through our lens. And sometimes when things feel so big to us and impossible for us, we can't even get our head around it how it can change. And I know a prayer that I just say for my, to myself, like often in my own heart to Jesus is I'm just like, Lord, I don't know the way, but you say that you are the way, the truth and the life. So Jesus, I need you to make a way for this to happen, for this to change, um, for growth to occur here. And I think that's just like a simple prayer that that um, we all can adopt, but first it has to come with the gift of faith, and that's where often I find myself is just saying, "You just give me the faith to believe that you really are powerful enough uh, to change these things in my life."
0: Yeah, that's true. It has, all starts with our our faith and having that strong enough faith to really believe that Jesus can can heal us. They can make changes, and if mm-hmm. we believe that and grow in our faith, um, then beautiful things happen happen in our lives. We all know this is not easy, and there's always forces um, against us. So the next thing um, you wrote, the enemy is not more powerful than God.
2: No, yeah, this isn't like a cartoon where there's like a bad guy and a good guy, and they're battling, and you're just waiting to see, like, who might win the battle. Jesus has already won the battle. The enemy is lost. He doesn't have power um, in the ways that we think he might. And I think that often the enemy, the only power that he has is what we give him. You know, we can give over parts of our life, parts of our thinking and and our, our understanding to what the enemy is saying, and we just submit to his lies. So to be able to regain that ground and have Jesus speak the truth and to reject the enemy's lies and agree with the truth is such a powerful tool, because God has won, like I said at the beginning, and the enemy definitely is not more powerful than him.
1: Well, and you know this powerful quote. I've heard it a couple different ways, but you know, restored people will restore people.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sister Miriam, my good friend who, who we do the podcast with, she she often quotes. Uh, that quote that is that is used in Alcoholics Anonymous, that says, hurt people will hurt people. And I thought, you know, and the opposite is also true. Restored people will restore people. And so the work that we do in our own hearts, sometimes we can just put off our own hearts, you know, we'll just put it aside and be like, I'm just going to help and serve others. But I think the best thing that we can do is experience this healing and restoration in our own hearts so that we can impart that to other people, so that we can be a witness of that. And and that increases people's hope and faith as well. When they see someone who has struggled and suffered and God has brought about resurrection or restoration in their life, I mean, inevitably, that is a witness that that other people can't deny. And the world is so desperate to see that right now. You know, it does feel very dark in the world right now. Um, so Jesus needs us to be a light to be uh, witnesses of his power and grace in the world.
0: Well, you're listening to Inspired by Faith, the program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. I'm Michelle Fanley, and I'm in the studio today with Emily Jaminet. And today we're talking with Heather Kim about healing and intimacy with Jesus. So Heather, can you um, give us a, a, give our listeners where they can find you um, online and how they can connect with you?
2: Yeah, definitely. People can connect with me personally on Instagram or Facebook, um, but also through the podcast. Our, our website is abiding together and you can listen to our podcast for free anywhere you find podcasts. And even some of our episodes are videotaped and they're on YouTube. Um, but we provide questions, you know, with every episode and you can do those individually or you can, you can use them as a tool to get together with a group. And, um, and I, I just think it's a wonderful resource that, um, Michelle Benson, your sister Miriam and I are trying to offer for people to really get into the into the depths with with people around you and ask those questions and and grow in community with each other.
1: Wow, you know, to see what God's doing is is just amazing to think that this podcast has, you know, taken off and so many people are open to healing. I don't think this is a conversation we had in the eighties and in the nineties and, and onwards. So it's it's very encouraging to see that the abundant life is being experienced and, and healing is is an option. It's it's a conversation we never once had, I feel like, as Catholic women.
0: So many women feel yeah. like, right, they're not deserving of God's love or, you know, they they don't really believe that. And so part of that is that needing the need for that deep inner healing.
2: Yeah, exactly. And maybe just even a reintroduction to who Jesus is. We, we might think we know who he is, but I find myself in various seasons just being floored by the character of God and by his love. And so that's one thing in the book that I really try to just start with is like, can we just go back to the very beginning again and hear the story again and open up our hearts again to the real person of Jesus? It's so, so important.
0: And you know, one thing Emily and I always like to give our listeners is a little nugget about prayer, because, right, we all know this. All of this healing, and things stems from our prayer life. So do you have any tips how um, you as a busy mom and wife and mother um, can maintain a prayer life?
2: I think it's really important to try to find some kind of silence throughout the day, even if it's just five minutes. But to just capture a little bit of quiet with the Lord is so vitally important. Scripture is super important to me. Um, so just getting into the Word of God, it's His Word, it's His truth, and allowing that to impact me. Because I'm listening to a lot of other things that, that aren't the truth of God, so I need to have myself really grounded there. But for me, music is a big one. I'm just easily swept into the presence of God um, through worship music, and so I usually have that on in the house. So while I'm doing other things and um, and getting things done around the house, I'm trying to just like enter into a prayerful atmosphere in my home.
0: Emily calls it pray-cleaning cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for your work. I know it blesses so many women. Um, and again, where can people get your book if they want to buy it?
2: Yeah, so they can get it on the Ave Maria Press website. If they use the code for my last name, it's capital K-H-Y-M, you get 20% off. But you can also just um, order it
0: on Amazon in Canada or in the States. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We hope we meet you in real life someday soon, Heather.
2: I hope so, too. God bless you both. Thank you for all you're doing. God God bless.
0: Awesome. Well... That was always so, it was so beautiful to meet new friends and um, people that we've listened to for many years on podcasts and speak, but to, to actually talk to her, that was awesome. It was really awesome.
1: And, you know, a lot of times to just break it down, these are real people, you know, living real lives, you know, they don't live on a pedestal and they're sharing their journey. And I think that when we think of it like that, it's like companions for the journey. You know, it's okay They're And, and she just had so much wisdom to unpack with us on this idea of, you know, the importance of healing. And it, it really reminded me of the book that, you know, we wrote on prayer, you know, that sometimes the Lord has miraculous healings planned, and sometimes it's the healing of the heart so that we can, you know, be that spiritual companion for someone else. We can be that witness, as she said. So I, I really learned a lot. I really was able to just um, grow during this time with her.
0: Yeah, and it helps me too to think think about things. I think, like she said, we stuff stuff down, right? And um, and if you are out there and you are struggling with someone, you know, don't be afraid to bring this to a priest in confession. Uh, Don't be afraid to seek out um, Catholic counseling is another fabulous tool that I think so many people don't take advantage of. I think there's still that, even though we try, there's still that stigma for um, seeing a counselor. But I know, you know, we have beautiful um, organizations here, Spirit of Peace, clinical counseling, um, that you can see Catholic counselors and help work through if you have some of these wounded areas in your life. And you see how, um, you know, you're probably seeing a lot even in the media. They, they talked about like Will Smith, why he did what he did. And all these things stem from these wounds that happened many years ago in our lives. And sometimes we don't even know those are impacting our behavior. So to be able to dive down and to have those wounds healed by Jesus, um, will make a huge impact in your life. You know, I, I'm
1: really glad you brought that up because we can change, right? And sometimes those triggers or those meltdowns or those, you know, fits of of anger or whatnot might be a bigger sign to you that you're not healed, right? And and it's okay. That's when we actually get on our knees and we first seek Christ before we do anything. And um, I just love that that we're having these conversations, these real. Conversations, and um, this this is something that's new in the church, but it's really really important.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and if you have questions about this, you know, you might not be very familiar with this this type of healing. You may be more fi- he- with the physical healing, right? We all he- heard in the gospel the the physical healing stories, but healing of your soul, um, everybody needs this. Everybody needs some type of, of healing of their, of their heart. You know what? Yes. Everybody. Nobody's perfect except for Mary and Jesus. That's right. (laughs) Well, we are going to have, um, close in a little prayer here. Um, and, um, this is a prayer for healing because, um, this is just the start of your journey. Um, and to ask God, if you don't know what you need to work on, ask Him to show you, Lord, where do I need healed and help me to find the people in my life to help me to get there. So in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, you invite all who are burdened to come to you. Allow your healing hand to me to heal me. Touch my soul with your compassion for others. Touch my heart with your courage and infinite love for all. Touch my mind with your wisdom, and may my mouth always proclaim your praise. Teach me to reach out to you in all my needs and help me to lead others to you by my example. Most loving heart of Jesus, bring me health in body and spirit that I may serve you with all my strength. Touch gently this life which you have created now and forever. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Well, what a great show. We are so, um, delighted for St. Gabriel Radio to, um, be able to host this and be part of our Catholic Women's Conference. Um, and just a reminder, if you, um, didn't get to hear the talks or you want to hear the talks again from the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference, they are archived on St. Gabriel's website. So you can go under the archive, under special features, and you can listen. I love, you know, if I'm on a long car drive, especially doing some traveling, um, just pop it on. You can listen to everything, even the adoration hours. So you can, as Heather mentioned, praise and worship. Um, turn it on, sing along with, with us as we, um, worshiped during adoration hour. So it's a great opportunity to either relive the conference or to, um, to hear it for the first time. So we thank you so much for joining us today on Inspired by Faith. We hope you are blessed and inspired by this episode. To find out more about the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference, visit ColumbusCatholicWomen.com. To hear more about Emily and my work, be sure to check out InspireTheFaith.com. God bless.